I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Clock. It's the fighting. It's the fighting. Hello and welcome to the Fighting Cock episode 28 for season 13. Um, joined by Ricky and John, backed by popular demand. Everyone's like, oh, where's Ricky? Where's John? Oh. But fuck off. There's more to the podcast than these two twats. <laughs> Hello, Rick, you took your you took your your um you you took your nephew to Spurs, didn't you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, and a couple of people to, listened to, to the podcast. Yeah. Tottenham Liverpool, yeah. Does he know about the pod? Your, your nephew? Well, he know uh, he knows about the pod, but um, I don't think he quite really knows how big it actually is or anything like that. Or so, yeah. So w- w- when I when when I was there, um, I got like stopped by five or six people, and he was like looking on at me in amazement as to how do these people know you? Do you know them? I was like, no, I don't. But they, you know, they listen to the pod and they are very complimentary. But um, listen to your uncle Rick. Top, listen top, to your yeah, uncle top Rick. Yeah, top G. Top G. <laughs> top G. <laughs> uh, John no hay hombre más grande. Bass, how you doing, mate? Good, mate. Good. Do you, um, know, do you know what that stands for? Um, John is bit the big man. No hay hombre no más man. grande. There is no man bigger. Brilliant. <laughs> That's great. I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Yeah. I am. Um, I have been on occasion with with Rick and some of the other boys who get recognised a bit um, at Spurs. And one of the questions I've had because I've had it a couple of times, people come up to me and be like, "Oh, do you mind if I take a photo?" I'm like, "Yeah, of course." Because to me, it's, it's surreal. It's weird. But I never see that picture online. Like no one asks me, going, "Oh, nice to meet Big John Bass," or ever. What are they doing with them? No one cares. What? What, what are they? Do? Are they just looking at it going? Do you know what I mean? Are they just showing their wife going, oh, do you, do you remember yeah. that podcast listen to? Yeah, is that guy? Yeah, he's brilliant. Big, isn't he? Don't know who he is. He, he's, yeah, he's, he's he looks big. massive. 
Um, is it a false perspective? Point. It's weird. What are you doing with them pictures? That's all I want to know. Masturbating, hopefully. They got, they, they got a canvas print of you and him <laughs> in their bedroom. I hope so. That'd be really nice. Um, yeah, they just put it on a board of which the cardboard, which they they pleasure themselves to and issue onto, and then they just slide it back under their bed. <laughs> they, 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 they drawn circles to make it like a dartboard so they get more points if they get it right in the middle of my nose yeah um, boys I haven't spoken to you properly since the uh, Fulham game um, what was your takeaways from it obviously we talked about it at length on the last pod but just want to get your feelings Ricky yeah it was good the first half we were playing some excellent football great attacking football but um yeah, it was. It was really good. Uh, was a bit nervous because uh, Basuma wasn't there. Um, but I was also um, a little bit kind of um, that's like, like looking at our bench. I was happy that there was some some depth, some bodies back. That yeah, there was a little bit more uh, going on, a little bit more more experience there. So that was a, a positive. And then the second half, I started to get a bit nervous. There was a bit more. Um, some of the passing was going going awry mm. and then some of them some of the kind of uh i don't know um pressing was wasn't wasn't as as uh great as it was in the first half there were a couple of chances where i thought fulham if they were more you know um deadly up front that they could have caused a problem but in the end we won um and we're still top of the league, which is the main thing. And then if you heard Andrew's comments, uh, the post-press conference, he was saying that um, the second half, he really wasn't impressed and he no. was uh, sounding quite down about it, which, which is good. It's a good reality check to say, look, we need to stay focused. And although we're getting all this kind of adulation in the press, that Tottenham are playing great football, top of the league, blah, 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 blah. Um, it ain't fucking done. It ain't fucking done. We've got no, we've played nine games playing great, but there is still a long way to go in the project. And it's good to say, like, I know you won lads, but let's fucking, let's see it. Right. Mm. Where I mean, did those passes go? What, what happened? I know it wasn't as good the second half for sure. And then he did make a point of it. Um, but like you said, like, whereas other fans of other football clubs were going, Oh my God, Spurs are amazing. I think all of us as Spurs fans came away from that performance and thinking that's the second half is probably the weakest that we've been. Uh, weak is the wrong word. The less assured we've been in the Premier League this year. John, have you got anything more to add than that? Well, that was my um, that was my first game that I've been to live um, this season, and like some real noticeable differences just in the vibes for starters. Mm. Like the actual ex- match day experience. There's a lot more optimism. I think a lot more people are looking forward to, you know, seeing us play rather than just trying to get through another game and hoping for the best kind of thing. It's actually the excitement of the football, which is what we've always wanted. So that was nice to experience that in person. Um, yeah, I agree with what Rick said. That some of that football in the first half was amazing, and like that feeling of like, oh wow, this is what it's like to like enjoy watching your team again and uh, see that kind of level of football was was really encouraging. Second half definitely got disjointed with subs. Definitely changed things around. Definitely um, had an impact, and I think. I think Rick, uh, Rick hit the nail on the head in terms of Ange. He's not going to settle for complacency. And that, I think, has been an issue sometimes for us um, in the past where you know we've been winning a game, we get complacent, then we get pinned back and it ends up costing us. 
I just don't think he's having that at all. Um, and I think that will definitely help us because, you know, the longer we stay in this lofty position in the league, you know, it's it's part of like not believing too much your own hype and staying humble and believing that we've still got, you know, lots to do. And that might be finishing fourth, um, might be winning the league, but whatever it is, you can't, um, you know, just believe your own hope too much. You need to stay a bit humble. And I think Ange definitely going to install that. So sometimes when things are like negative, like not finishing a, a game of football, it can seem negative, but actually it, it can be a good thing because it actually highlights a potential issue. It didn't harm us this time and it could in future. So it's good that it's kind of reared its head now. Ange can nip it in the bud and we can roll on to Friday. What do you boys think of the fact that we're playing on Friday night, uh, tomorrow night, as we record, um, it's the closest... We've had two games together since the season started. Is there any fear of that? It is kind of like a Wednesday-Sunday type of vibe. Um, I don't think there's any issues at this stage, really. I, I think, actually, there will be an element of sharpness there that um, we've come away from those games unscathed. Son and Madison played, you know, what was it, eight, 75, 80 minutes? So they came off early, should be fresh. Be the same again, Rick, right? Have you got any fears going into it? Because this is yeah. one that I'm starting to feel well, like, well, maybe yeah. this is the one we don't win. Because it's coming. Well, Something's it's, coming, right? It's the, I mean, it is to, to say that uh, playing two games in quick succession, we've not been in Europe. We've had the, the play of it, really. Um, and it's, you know, how our fixtures have panned out. We've been, it's been favourable, as in the length of time that we, we, we've had off. Still think it's a bit unfair though. Like we 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 played on Monday. Like you're making us play on Friday as well. Why are we? I know we're not in Europe, but fucking, but chill out, mate. Why why are we playing on Friday? Why are they going to stick it on Friday? Let's stick anyone else on Friday. What what relevance is fucking Tottenham Hotspur and Crystal Palace? And why is it on a Friday night rather than three o'clock on a Saturday? Still on the Saturday, the Sunday, or even a Monday again. Like why why are you making us do that? But uh, I suppose (laughs) it's 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 our turn to. To play two games in quick succession. Hold on. We didn't qu- not qualify for Europe for this, right? Yeah, yeah, we, yeah exactly. We, yeah. If we had to go through the misery of finishing eighth and not being a European team, then we don't want two fucking game Premier League games in a week. It's outrageous. We didn't sign up for this. No. Yeah, otherwise, <laughs> why wouldn't they just put all the Premier League teams who aren't in Europe and make them play like Mondays and Wednesdays just to like get all the get all their games done? Yeah. And then like just nonsense and then weirdly we're playing Chelsea next Monday so it's like 10 game, ten days rest then mental silly isn't it I'm quite I can, I'm quite enjoying the break though boys I do, I do I, there is an element of undying stress that's associated with playing in the Champions League or Europe Europa yeah. League more so the Champions League because these games are quite difficult do you know what I mean like is I am enjoying this this is really relaxing like we're top of the league we play one game a week we don't have to. We can get to Tuesday and think. I don't even have to think about Spurs for another four days. This is well, I do, but most people just they can get on with their week. It's brilliant. Well, it's kind of nice because you can. I mean, it's very nice for us because we we haven't lost a game in the league. But you can basically enjoy the win, so you can have like a couple of days of like you know listening to pods and reading articles and like talking to your mates about it and enjoying it. Then once you're like got, you know, sort of satisfied your appetite for that, you can then start looking forward to the next game and you've got enough time to enjoy it. Whereas when it's Europe, if it's yeah. good, it's like you have a day and then you've got to like get over it because you've got to think about the next game and then you're nervous and worried about that. And then if you don't win that, then it's like doom and gloom until the next game. Like it's just it's all a bit much. It's nice to have and, breaks in between. And, and, this, and this is it because we like when we win, our rivals have to sit with that for a week. 
<laughs> it's not like they go into yeah. Europe on a Wednesday going, well, at least they get beat by Barcelona at a weekend in the group stages uh, uh, during the week. Um, they just have to sit and wallow in it. Is any, I, do you know what I'm starting to, because I'm online a lot, I'm obviously reading Twitter and I'm talking to fans of other clubs. They're really getting irritated by Spurs fans at the moment. Like, really, they hate the fact that we're top, right? But more so, they hate the fact that as fans, we're talking as though we, sh- we deserve to be top. And we're giving it some. Like we, there's, there is an element of look at us, not knowing. And to them, to they, what they don't know is the kind of nuances of what it's like to follow Spurs, knowing that we're saying look at us, but deep down we're going, right, this could go tits up because it always does. Whereas from fa- other fans, they're just thinking, you arrogant pricks. Do you are you any of you carrying any kind of fear of when we lose that first game or second game? Would you will you just ride it ride it out and just say you know fuck what you think? No, nothing nothing lasts forever, but I want it to last forever. I want it to last forever. Sorry, <laughs> I want it to last forever. How, how long, Rick? But <laughs> how long should we last? But, um, I, I just want it to just go on indefinitely. Yeah, this is forever. All, this is what I'm. Custom to you like may don't make it stop. Let, let it go all yeah, right yeah, not forever yeah. let's not forever's crazy ricky may we'll take right. we'll take okay. it till may i'm uh, beating yeah. till may T- take it till may yeah right. yeah definitely yeah. um the game against uh palace palace is uh, a tough place to go and they're just coming off the back of being folded up uh against newcastle so they are going to be like they're going to want to put on uh, a good performance in front of the home fans, and uh, and Sellers Park can be uh, a raucous place at, at times, and it's a Friday night as well, so all all, all the eyes are going to be on us. So again, it's a another test, a bloody another test. But um, I think we'll be I think we'll be ready for it, man. Like, um, is it a test I or think... is it just a game? Because Postecoglou said. The outcome of this game is of no significance, more or less. I'm paraphrasing. Like he, this, that, these, I mean, these are, well, these are his words. Hang on a second. Uh, first, the first question was, in my experience. No, hang on, sorry, sorry, sorry. Uh, so, this question on Football London: How much motivation is to go into the weekend five points clear? When you came into the job, did you feel that you could be in this position so early? He says, the first part of your question, it doesn't really add any significance because whatever happens Friday night, there's still a full round of Premier League fixtures to be played and nothing of any real significance comes out of that. I don't go into any job believing I can't make an impact. That's my role. And he goes so on. Um, but it, it, it feels... It, look, if you think it's must-win, Rick, and John actually as well, if you feel like it's must-win, then you feel like... If it's must win, then you're thinking title challenge. That's what you're thinking. That's what's in your head, Rick, whether you say it or not. Yeah, I, I mean, um, the, my uh, my dad sent me a WhatsApp message first thing this morning. Brilliant. No context or anything like that. Yeah. Rick, Rick, who is top of the premiership? <laughs> Tottenham in, in capital letters. That makes me smile. Then he put a kiss at the end. <laughs> 71. That, that's it. First thing in the morning. Mate, what a If legend. he's got a spring in his step... Then I've got a spring in my step. It's all good. It's all good. And yeah, we want we want to continue being up there. There's part of us that is loving the attention and that is funny. That is winding up so many people. Uh, but the longer this goes on, is could we? I know. Could we? Could we? I know. I, I know. We, I know we can't. And it's ridiculous. And there's only nine games. But could we? If we win you know this game, I mean? John, could we? 
Well, obviously, obviously not, but we could. could. So I'd have to ask the question: Could we? Um, <laughs> this the thing is, it's just mosque... it is just a question. That's all it is. It's just a question. We're just having a no conversation, one... and and a major part of conversations is questions. And we're exactly. merely asking one, and that is: Could we? And no one's um, no one's answering it. It's a rhetorical at the minute. So like, just back off. We're having a laugh. Chill out. We're enjoying ourselves. Um, just want to talk about. But could we? Uh, this idea I'll, of. I'll, I'll well, answer yeah. the question. Well, yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously not. But if but we yes, beat, if we, we beat, if we beat Palace and then Chelsea, then you just do we stop joking around and then we're going, will we? That's a joke. If we beat Palace and and Chelsea, so that would be eleven games, one nine drawn two lost none. If we if that and that's not outside the realms of possibility at all. But you know who knows. Then are we saying, without joking, without being ironic and self-deprecating, are we saying title challenge from that point? For me, it's the point where, was it, like, teams that are top at a certain point after, it's like just after Christmas, there's only like a handful of teams who haven't gone on to win it, and Arsenal, Lowell, were one of those teams who didn't do it. Twice have done that. Um, yeah, well, there you go. So if we're in that position, then I still, then I think it becomes, like, a little less of a joke, and a little bit more like, oh, it'll be a bit more like... Um, maybe we could. <laughs> so, so it, yeah, it will definitely change. Just quickly, I want to go back to this idea of like um, tests and must-win games. Surely every game, like by definition, is must-win. Otherwise, what's the fucking point? <laughs> oh, actually, right, it's 38 games. Uh, the third one in. Don't worry about that. That's not must-win. But you can draw that. Uh, no, oh, they all win. John, they all must-win. But, but where, that come, some of them you, where that comes from is, as a Spurs fan is like there were some games in a fixture growing up. You thought. No chance. Chelsea away, Manchester United away, Arsenal away, Liverpool away. You just go and you went, well, those games don't count because we will never win those games. Even sometimes, there were points when I was growing up, Rick, I don't know if you remember as well. We'd get a game like Liverpool at home, you'd be thinking, at home, you'd be thinking, nah, not, might not even yeah. bother watching. That's how likely it is. <laughs> but, but now it's must win because we can win everyone. That's where I think it comes from, John. Yeah, no, as well. Like my, like my my old man, when we, when we'd uh, be having uh, like food before we're going to the game, and my dad would be like, oh, "We need those three points today. We need those three points." I'd be thinking, "We want the three points every game, every single game. We want those three points. Doesn't matter like who we're playing. We want those three points. None of them are like must wins or we really need those yeah, points." Have you ever gone into game game? Not really bothered whether we get these three points yeah. or not. Actually, I reckon it'd be better if, better if we drew today. Actually, thinking about it, like no, of it, like it's this, it's this weird thing in football. Like if we all do it, right? You get you meet up with your mates, you probably like, oh, we got wins, don't we, boys? Yes. Why am I even saying this? It's nonsense. So this idea of like tests, we're gonna end up by the end of the season having more tests than Alex from Bristol does to check if he's got an SDI. <laughs> I mean, it's gonna it's out of control, <laughs> out of control with the tests. I've just, never known a man to have more tests than that than him. You're right. So many tests. <laughs> it's tested for so, everything. And that's, what, and that's what's happening to us now. Like, it's, it's game. Why are now games tests? Because it's us. It's just another game. Like, I know, like, you know, obviously all the narrative around could we, can we, winning the league, blah, blah, blah. We've started brilliant. We're in a brilliant position to just have a great season, right? Might be fourth, might be third, second, might be first, might be fifth. But at this point... We're top, yeah. So, like, well, I, I, I tweeted something out, like, this week about pre-grieving or pre-raging about stuff that hasn't happened yet. Like, people are like, don't say it in case it doesn't happen. Well, that 
that is literally the most mad thing. That's like going, don't enjoy your life because you're going to die. Yeah. So well, there's no point enjoying it. Yeah, that, yeah like, not, no. not enjoying it now. Mental. Yeah, yeah. The, a lot of this sort of could be stuff, you'll get some naysayers or cynics going, no, obviously not. Obviously not. Well, that's the point. But right now we're the fucking bollocks and we're top of the league and we're going to enjoy it. And fuck yeah. you if you tell me not to. Yeah, have a laugh now because if we do end up losing, like imagine now we don't win our next ten games, and you were going, well, I'll only enjoy it when we win the league, and then we don't, we win, the, we we lose, like because the rest of the games for this, some this season. For some people, well, the pain, the, the pain of giving yourself hope and then it being taken away is too great. Ricky sits in that boat a little bit. I know he does. The, the, the... Yeah, I do. Yeah, I do. I I, I like to be a bit. Um kind of a, a bit more pragmatic and not not for, let, let myself get carried away but at the moment you know it's I, I was at my mates the other day and they were all kind of like our oh, Tottenham top of the league and stuff like and you could tell there was there was they, they were wincing at even saying the words yeah but you're not going to last though I'm like yeah no no it doesn't like probably not just being not, kind of yeah, nonchalant yeah, yeah. about it not even mentioning like not even coming out and being like hey we're top of the league and by not talking about it, it's worse. It wound them up even yeah. more. Fucking great. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> uh, it is Thursday, which means it's Q&A Thursday, which means there's no running order. There is only your questions, and of which there are many. Uh, we'll start here. Uh, I've seen a couple of them, actually, because a couple of posts. Let's start with this one. Nick Shirley. <laughs> So, all this one. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Let's just start with this one. Uh, sent in by uh, listen, not sure who he is. Uh, and this is called uh, Nick Shirley. Never met him. Don't know. He says, when the real John Bass used to be in his stallion days, circa 2005 to 2009, and have regular one night stands, did oh. he sometimes take the underwear of his victims and pin them to the corkboard in his den like bedroom? I mean, did you, John? <laughs> Were they victims? First of all, uh, victims is just such horrible language, isn't it? Just so, <laughs> so brutal. But he is absolutely correct. I um, I used to have a corkboard, and I used to back in the day before like um, iPhones and stuff. I went on lads' holidays where people had the like, you know, those little disposables, the like ones that you had to wind them up like <laughs> to take a photo. And then we used to like get them like back from Snappy Snaps or wherever. And then I'd just take the funniest pictures and put them on this corkboard, and then I'd have all the lads' holiday stuff. And then, then you'd have like I don't know a poster from like DJ EZ in Malia or some shit. And then this this one girl basically, we were staying in one of the cheap like rubbish hotels in Malia, and me and my friend Paddy and Gaz, we're in a room, and we're the only ones that are like on the end of a block. And so we've got one neighbour who isn't our mates, and it's these two girls. Neither of them were fantastic, I'll be honest. Well, it doesn't matter. Nice, don't have to bring nice ladies. Lovely no, ladies. No, nice, nice ladies, but you know, not my, not my typical type. Irrelevant to the story. Doesn't, yeah. We don't need no, to know not, what they look sort, like. It, it's sort of relevant okay. to the story. Okay. Um, so anyway, we, we're sort of chatting to them. It's all friendly and blah, blah, blah. Then we go out. We're on a night out. I, I get back to um, our room and I see a cardboard like pizza box like flipped upside down and written on the front it says knock on the door when you get home so i'm thinking brilliant so i knock on the door one of the girls is there she's like oh great i thought it was going to be you i was like brilliant go in get down to business so i'm like this is amazing 
Did, John, John, John goes in and goes, so where's the pizza? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, you've eaten the pizza, have you? Fucking rude. Didn't even save me a slice. Unbelievable. Did you say, your words you said was, oh, great? <laughs> um, I, I don't remember verbatim right. what I said, right. but okay. something along the lines of, great, come in. So she, she came into my room. We got down to business. And then all the lads came back and she's there and we're having a bit of banter or whatever. Anyway, she goes and her knickers are there. I'm now retelling the story to the lads going, oh yeah, she left me this note. Like obviously she wanted me, she must have fancied me. And they went, well, where is it? And I went, it's over there. And when they read it back, it didn't have anyone's name on it. It just said, <laughs> knock the door when you get back. So they went, it was the first one over and it was you. In your own, in so, your own, it was John Bass. In my head, I thought it was addressed because I picked it up and I've read it and I've gone, well, yeah, she's left that for me, obviously. Of course. And then when the boys have seen it, they are pissing themselves, going, "You're literally the first one home." So, Amazing. makes sense. Yeah, and so, yeah, I thought, right, well, that's it. I've got, I'll, tr I'll I've got you. I'll keep your pants. So, so uh, how many pairs of these pants did end up on the courtboard? It was just one. It oh, was just one. her pair. For, to keep a memory of that hilarious story, um, um, can I so, just yeah. can I just put a request out to Nick Shirley? So if you could just write down a few of your memories of John through the years, and um, and we'll get him to face every one of your accusations. That'd be good. Nick Nick was there. Just one more quick story. Nick was there. Oh, once no, you can't I, get him I, back. He's asked a question. No, no, no. This is this is a bad one for me. All right, I, okay, I, I'll on. never throw shade at anyone. I'll always take the shit myself. Right. I once uh, dropped the C bomb at my mum. And Nick was there in person because we, we went out in Luton on a Thursday night and we'd had about a million vodka and Red Bulls from Bar Me. One pound. It was fucking genius. We get back. It's like 4 a.m. And normally in the summer in my house um, where I grew up, there was like these big bushes out the front. And in the summer, there'd always be like loads of bees there and stuff when we'd like go out. And so anyway, we get back and then Nick's just walking through like smashing these plants, just going, where's the bees? Where's the fucking bees? Like this for ages. And then my mum opens the window and goes, will you lot keep it down out there? And obviously me trying to impress my mates at like 18, 19 years old, just looked up at her and I just went, oh, why don't you shut up, you guy? Oh my God. And she just went, shut the window and to be fair to her she never bollocked me until the lads went home the next day so you deserved it though yeah I did deserve it I did deserve it but so you... I bought her an extra bottle of uh, imperial leather to make up for I was going to say when she opened the window she must have been in a nightdress or something <laughs> something like that sleeps naked for the benefit of this story yes <laughs> um, Mo it's, it's, it's hanging out the little bit of the window you know the little bit <laughs> alright lads uh, Mo Mo <laughs> Mo, uh, she says, <laughs> All right, lads. All right, lads. Uh, just imperial leather just dripping down the wall. <laughs> just pouring down. Oh, are those new neck curtains? No, that's the imperial leather, mate. That's the suns. Uh, Mo says, The atmosphere against Fulham was a bit flat at times. Do you think the nerves are kicking already? Or has every game, uh, every game is so important to stay above them, not down the road? We never expected to be in this position. Did you feel nerves in the stadium? Did it feel tense at times in the second half? No, I, I thought that um, it definitely went flat, but I felt it was more of a, a feeling of, well, we've won this. It's 2-0, we're all over them. Like, this this is fine, let's just hurry. Like, I even felt that from Fulham, to be honest. When it was 2-0, their fans were just done. They were ready to go. And yeah, it was just a long, long sort of walk of let's just get this over and done with. I don't think it was nervous. It didn't feel nervous to me anyway. It very much felt like this is quite comfortable. But we didn't we didn't play great. So I've, there definitely was a few moans and groans. It would have been nice to, you know, make it 3-0 and just a comfortable win. But I don't think it was nerves, mate, if I'm honest. That was my impression anyway. Yeah. 
Fair play. What about you, Rick? So, oh, no, you didn't go, did you? Because you uh, sold your ticket. Didn't go. Yeah. How was it watching at home when you're usually, usually in the ground? Is it, is it different? Did it bother you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, more. I mean, I, if, at... if it was a big, if it, if it was a, like a, a big game and I wasn't there, I'd be very annoyed. But it was a Monday night against Fulham, so I was less. Uh, annoyed, and it was nice that it was a Monday night, eight o'clock kickoff, and I wasn't getting home at like half twelve, one in the morning. Yeah, uh, so that was nice. Oh, what, when you um, when you're getting away from Spurs on midweek, at what point do you think fuck this? When you went on the way home, is it sort of when you get to White Hart Lane, or is it at Euston? What point do you think I've had enough? It, it's normally when I'm walking to the ground and uh, my feet ground. are soaking wet. And my- yeah, or to the ground. Feet are wet, socks are wet. I'm freezing cold. It's dark. Before the football season and starts. And I'm like, what the, yeah, what the fuck am I doing here again? <laughs> and then I meet the lads. We have a pint and everyone's coating each other off. And I think this is fucking brilliant. This is why I do it. Yeah. Uh, questions here then from uh, Reddit. We're going over to Reddit now. It says, Posty Live says, uh, what are your guys' thoughts on reintegrating Bentoncourt into the team? Does he slot straight into, in for Sarr or does he maybe rotate with Sarr and Basuma over the next month or so? Watching him in training videos has had me salivating in the mouth. You saw that training video where they're just practicing one-touch shots. He's That was the most clinical yeah. one-touch shot. It was it was pinged at him. He takes it on the inside of his foot and then volleys it in one motion straight into the top bin. He's bad boys. What, what, to answer the question, what's... Um, Rick, what you know? What would you do with him? How how is how is he going to be integrated back into this first team? I mean, uh, it would be silly just to stick him in for ninety minutes straight away. Friday night. I think he's going to have yeah cameo roles. Uh, you know, hopefully by the time he comes on, that we're winning uh, comfortably. Momentum's with us, and he gets twenty minutes here and there, builds himself up. You do not want him fucking getting injured um, straight away after that. So it's going to be a slow process. And even though everyone is gagging for him to be back, um, just to see what, how, you know, how we're going to be shaping up and and having a, a different kind of profile of midfielder in that team. We all want to get there, but we don't want to get there at any cost, do we? We don't, we don't need another injury to him or another setback. So Saar has been doing a terrific job filling in um, and fair fucks to him. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as um, simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. But I do want to see Benzincourt straight in there. Really. Fair enough. I Fair enough, Sar. Yeah. Thanks for everything you've done, but get on the bench. 
Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, I f- I feel that a little bit like Rick that we definitely we well I totally agree that we have to give him time. Like we can't just rush him back in. But I've been thinking about this today because I've been listening to um like I said I'm enjoying every moment of a win. I've been listening to loads of different podcasts and lots of different commentary around the game and mixed reviews on Saar generally, I think, in the fan base. But no one's like negative on him. They're just less positive than others. I think that he might be more important than we think he is. And the reason I say that is because I think that the work he does has been so specific to what we've been, what we've done well in in the fact that Basuma is amazing at what he does, but he also is like taking a lot of risk in what he does as well which is part of the way Ange wants to play but I think he knows that not just having a great back four which we have now obviously like Van der Ven's pace is also really useful but having someone like Saar who can get around the pitch and cover in that way uh, makes a massive difference there was that one moment where um, he, he does that like um, backward header clearance if you see the ground he makes up to get that clearance he is running past like our center backs to get there like it's it's unbelievable the engine that this guy's got and i wonder if like sar is actually one of these players that you look at him and you think oh he's the one like he'll be the one that gets replaced and he doesn't and people will be like frustrated by that because they'll think well it's the obvious one because madison's so good and so is basuma but i i think it'll be i think he might be a lot better than we think he is because of the way that he sort of plays like it's a bit more functional and sometimes those are the players that are the most crucial to a way that a system plays so I wouldn't personally be in a rush to see him get dropped and I think actually what might happen is he might Bentacor might get rotation minutes from from Madison to begin with because if you notice Madison's been coming off hasn't he and we've just sort of fallen apart a little bit creatively and I wonder if that's a bit more of a like an like. easier way to ease him back in, yeah. Rather than say, "Oh, now you need to do Sars running and do all the work that he's doing," maybe there's a a way to get like Madison like some rest and get Benson caught in. And also, think potentially the same thing um, when we're playing against like low block teams. You don't necessarily uh, need a like Basuma or even a, a Hjoiberg. You can play someone a bit more progressive like Benson Core and again give him some chance to get back in. So yeah, I. I it's just a bit of a prediction, but I think, I think people on. might, if they want to see Saar get bombed, they might be disappointed. No one, I don't think no good one wants it, but I think, yeah, I think it's a fair point. I think that's more likely to see what happened. As you say, yeah. you know, Madison's coming off for, you know, Johnson or, or uh, Skip or whatever it might be. Um, it's it, There isn't a light-for-light replacement. Not that Benzegancourt is a light-for-light for Madison, but no. you're right. That, that, does make, that, makes, that, that does make sense. Um I think everybody's just obsessed with seeing Basuma, Madison, and yeah. and Bentancor in a team, isn't it? Um, yeah. We've got a question here from Austin416. He says, it's the final whistle. Tottenham Hotspur have just beaten Palace at Selhurst Park. Big Ange makes his way to the end, uh, away end to clap the fans. He's shaking Palace players and staff hands as he passes them. He comes across Eze. He shakes his hand. He pulls him in close for an embrace. And he whispers something in his ear. What does he whisper? Some of the examples are it's about playing a certain way. Whiskey Alpha Zulu says, enjoy your lunch. Kados says, with or without you. I reckon he'd say, fuck QPR. <laughs> <laughs> Take that moment to just say, fuck his old club. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why have you said that to me, Ange? <laughs> fuck QPR, that's why. 
Just so confused. He'd be like, you know, I don't play for him anymore. And you're not playing against them now. And why have you got beef with QPR? It'd be yeah. so weird. Don't you want to It'd sign It'd be so me? good. Don't you sign No. Yeah, actually, I do I want, want to sign to you, do that. this is more important. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck QPR. Oh, yeah. Fuck good game, QPR. good game. Fuck QPR. <laughs> he didn't even start on QPR. QPR bought him from Reading or somewhere, I think. <laughs> oh, that's class. Um... Got anything else, boys, on that, or should I just move on? Uh, move on. Uh, Rashima says, "Is it just me, or did you boys start the could we phenomenon?" John's gonna love this. It's been bothering him, isn't it? It's been bothering John. Yeah. Uh, it's everywhere now, and it truly represents the sentiment around here. Uh, potentially, is it in the air that we and we cautiously, cautiously love it? So, when are you going to trademark it and put it on everything? Uh, and insert joke about Flav's mom. Um, uh, clandestino123 says of course they did are you trying to jinx her? anyway um, the answer the actual answer to it is we didn't the answer is James and I did <laughs> I'm not I'm not claiming this it's just that we've been doing this joke about lots of things for a long time but then we took it to Spurs and then obviously on the podcast and that's how it exploded yeah, but the, what, Jim, you, uh, Jim, sorry, John, you were saying you were a bit irritated by someone else looking like they were claiming it or something, wasn't you? Well, yeah, it's I, I mean, I just um, it's not important. Well, it's not important, but I guess it's a bit like you know, like comedians stealing other jokes. It's hard to like copyright an idea, copyright like a a joke and a bit because it's the words exist, right? And like, it's not like no one's ever thought of saying it or said it about other stuff, but. You said it first on this pod yeah. in the Tottenham universe. True. So if you're going to say it, don't pretend that you just, oh, well, this is a funny bit that we've just come up with. Like, you heard it here. Yeah? You heard it here. And you thought, oh, that's a bit of fun. I'll get involved. But that's it's, fine. It's, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, go on. What's well, upsetting just, you, though, John? Just, just credit, mate. Just a little <laughs> bit of credit. Just go, oh, yeah, yeah, obviously that's come from the fighting cock. Don't sort of play it off as if it's your own joke. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Like people, people like you know, doing other people's jokes, and they go, and everyone's cracking up, and they go, "I literally just told you that outside." What? <laughs> Don't you haven't even got? Oh yeah, Bassus told me that. No, you've just gone in and just told it like it was your own joke. It's like, oh, it's even worse. It's like when something's happened in a room, and then like me and Rick are on the sofa, and I just nudge him and go, "Oh yeah," like. I don't know, too many cooks, right, is the punchline. And he's cracking up, and then he just goes really loud, too many cooks, and everyone cracks up. <laughs> he's like, fuck off. That's I, my joke. I've got quite a bad track record of doing that, saying someone else's joke louder than they have just said it. <laughs> I, have, I've, I try my best not to do it, but I do find myself doing it regularly. Right, that's karma then. That's yeah. karma. Now people are getting you back with that. But, but it, anyway, well, it's, uh, it's it, arse. It's so not ours. It's not ours. It's the Tottenham <laughs> fan bases, and 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 it's funny, and it's great that everyone's using it, and it's funny that it's gone beyond the Twitter sphere and into you know traditional media. It's funny, and that's all it is. Um, there's a couple of people not happy. We have got one from um, yeah yeah uh, Baron Brumwald. He says, "Are y'all trying to jinx this? It's cringy to me." I'm just saying that in an American accent because he uses y'all. And imagine, yeah. uh, not everyone's happy That's about right. it. So yeah, I, I mean, we are trying to, we are, yeah, we are trying to jinx the entire Premier League, and all of the ma millions of intricacies and moments that need to happen in order for Spurs to win the league. But it's us saying, could we, that will stop it from happening? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, good work, Baron. It's like when we used to do the, uh, we used to do the, um, the socials. I would genuinely get emails from oh, people yeah. that weren't mucking about, going, you got, us, you lot got to fucking stop doing those socials. 
because we, we haven't we haven't won one when you've done one you're literally saying to me i'm reading this email i'm reading it and saying the reason why Spurs have lost this game against Manchester City at the Etihad, or wherever it might be, is purely because in London somewhere there's a group of men that have met in a pub and watched the game together. Yeah, apparently so. Apparently it was us. Did, didn't get any. Um, didn't get any thanks for Ajax though. I noticed. <laughs> so weird how that works. <laughs> Bit weird. Lucas Moura, just a nice little little note for us. Oh, well done, boys. Yeah, cheers. No, nothing. Pathetic. <laughs> Uh, Graps uh, 2 he says bow hands down uh, bow hands down oh no, hang on so I'm reading the wrong, wrong thing uh, <laughs> sorry this is terrible podcasting it's just the way they index things on Reddit it's really confusing and also to be fair it does sound like Bale's hands down with his ass in the air how much are you going to put something up his bum if to which Tottenham win the league so to be fair I can see where you've gone Gone we right. uh, we we there is another request is that, that how we, we no longer want to talk about eating stuff out of Angie's ass or sucking Ange off or bending over from Ange, like it's enough now because there's only yeah. how many so many ways we can answer that and it's boring. I mean it's not. And I would do all of it, all of it. Like, yeah. yeah, we do all of it for yeah, everything. All of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Flav has been, been bitten on his snake. Flav has been bitten by a snake on his cock. Better. Are you sucking the venom venom out or you're letting him die? You're not going to let me die, are you? I've I've heard that's a myth anyway, the sucking of the venom. Yeah, we'll find out though, Rick. We find out just in case. Yeah, yeah, it's true. At worst, I've got the venom. I've got the venom. No, 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 that's just my jizz. Oh, God. You've got the Whoever started that rumor. Whoever started that rumor is a complete legend. It's a snake handler. And he's he's definitely gone, yeah, no, all you've got to do is just suck it out wherever they bite you. And if that, Terry, this is the nineteenth time you've been bitten on the cock this week. <laughs> what? If Ange, if Ange got bitten on the cock by a snake, and you had to suck the venom out of his cock in order for him to continue to do the good work he's doing at Spurs, do you do it, boys? This is the end of the Ange questions yeah. for now. Yeah, yeah, it's medicinal. yeah. You'd have look, to, for, yeah. Look, there's Health two safety, things that yeah. play here. One. You're, you're you, helping out another human being, yeah. so that's, that's that's all you got. All right, there's three at. three no, things at play. There's three things at play. One, you're helping out another human being. As a good human being on earth, social contract, you should suck his dick to get the venom out. Two, he's Spurs manager. It helps us if you suck his dick. It helps you. You benefit from it directly. And third, at least if it doesn't get the venom out, it's dying happy. Mm. Ish. Just don't swallow. But, but, yeah, but if if Terry from Tesco's gets bitten on the knob I'm not I'm, I'm not sucking that venom out what you got to take the air on that what one, about if, what about if his wife and kids are there at the side, roadside and she can't do it then, because she's I don't know she's broken her jaw you've got you, take, you the, look, kids are, look, the kids are looking at me to do something I'd have to do something then. yeah it's, it's too much pressure yeah but would you put a old get someone older towel up for fuck's sake I don't need to see this Sucking their dad off in the middle of the street. Where's the fucking Milton Keynes? Where's the fucking snake come from? This is outrageous. Someone hold a towel up. And your wife and kids walk down and they don't know what's happening, right? Your wife and kids are walking down the street and they just see you on hands and knees sucking this bloke off in the middle of Milton Keynes while someone holds a towel up and there's crying children next to a woman with a broken jaw. And your wife and kids are going, what's happening, Rick? Why are you sucking that man? Off? 
And then Ricky Stenbush comes over. Snake bite! Snake bite! Snake bite! Get back! It might still be around! Ricky's nephew comes over and goes, don't worry, it's just one of his podcast mates. Yeah, good. Maybe we should have more of these, Ange. Bob Lee Swagger says, Spurs are top of the league by three points and one game to go and decide to celebrate prematurely by going to Berlin sex party. The entire squad is ravaged by a super STD. <laughs> Alex will be there. And nobody is fit for the last game. Ange, a secret long-time listener of the pod, decides to turn the, to the fighting cock to field a team for the extra game, final game. Who is playing and what other positions? Feel free to include the extra inch if you don't have enough players. We don't have enough players. Have we got 11 of us? I'm not, we're not going through the whole 11. But John, what would you play? Where, what position would you play? Midfield? Well, I was, you know, pretty bang average footballer at the best of times. And I was thinking, well, I'll play centre-back because that was my best position. And I was thinking, I'm even way slower than Eric Dyer, who's way too slow to play in this system. So, and we go back to Alex, don't we? We go back to Alex yeah. and he's mad take that he can it's score a goal. It's mental. Yeah, and none of us would be fit enough to do 10 minutes of Premier League football without, like, passing passing away, probably, in my case. Um, it would be it would be mental. We would get absolutely smashed to bits. We could have 20 players. Like, we wouldn't we wouldn't get anywhere near it. So it's it's sort of a moot point. I, I but, think, yeah, I'll definitely play, because why not? I Otherwise, think if, there's no game. And I think if Alex, Alex started up top for Man City, I'd be surprised if he got eight touches in a game. Correct. Because they yeah. just wouldn't pass to him. It would be useless than passing to him. So you've got an option here. You've got Alex who's left in loads of spaces because, you know, he probably from just the edge of the box probably won't be able to, box wouldn't be able to generate enough power to even trouble a Premier League goalkeeper. Probably wouldn't even get it on target. Or you've got Jack Grealish over here. <laughs> He's not in the centre. <laughs> what way is De Bruyne going? Fat little Alex or, or <laughs> Jack Grealish? The thing is, the thing is, thirty-seven-year-old, well, slightly overweight, <laughs> Alex, thirty-seven, hasn't played for years. Am I giving it to him or Jack Grealish? Oh, that's a tough one. And Alex would the be going. Is, I'm open. I'm open. <laughs> he'd be. He'd literally be the the live embodiment, the professional footballing embodiment of that geezer going. Kaka, go back, go back, Kaka. <laughs> yeah, Kaka turned up at a five-a-side or six-a-side. Um, game in Streatham or somewhere and he's carrying the ball the Kaka he's carrying the ball down the left hand side and some bloke was going to him Kaka Kaka cut it back cut it, cut it back pass it and you're like and he just smashes it top bins like like it's nothing left foot. and the geezer sounds like a fucking idiot like he's so into the game that Kaka wants to see that he just wants to score a goal he doesn't give a shit if you're open or in space you peanut very <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny um I think in that instance, I'd, I'd request to be the fifth substitute because there's no way that I want that pressure I on me you. to deliver the, the you know, last game of the season for us to to win the league. But if somehow you guys did win, I can join in the celebrations and be like pretend that I'm part of it. So it's win win for me. Full John Terry in your kit, just ready to go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can't think of anything worse than seeing me plodding around the fucking football pitch. Um, the review says, have you noticed, the review says, uh, have you noticed the media attempting to push title agendas on Spurs as a way to essentially set us up in case we fail? Feel that we'll, feel they'll exclaim it was only Spurs fans saying it would, uh, that, that if we did, I don't think we will. It's hard to read that one. Uh, we most certainly could. Uh, 
<laughs> is there a media agenda to push title uh, to push Spurs as a, a title challenger? No, it's been the reverse, hasn't there? Everyone's talking us down. Everyone's saying, "Nah, nah, don't even mention them in the same breath." Are you having a laugh? I saw. Uh, I, I, so I, I, I've not really, felt, I've not really uh, seen or or felt that, to be honest. Did, did you see um, there? There was an interview. I think it was Gary Neville's new podcast, right? I can't remember what it's called exactly, but they had Ian Wright and Roy Keane, and Gary Neville asked Ian Wright, "Who do you think?" Who would you rather have managing your team, whether it be Arsenal or anyone else? Uh, would it be Postacoglu or it be Ten Hag? And immediately, without question, he went Postacoglu. N- no issue, no no problem. And the reaction, these the visceral reaction you could see in their faces, in Roy Keane and Gary Neville's face, merely because they've picked a Spurs manager. That's what it was about: a Spurs manager over a Manchester United one. Even if it's quite clear that Postacoglu is doing so much with less than than what. Uh, Ten Hag has done with Man United. It's um, it's significant. He's uh, always quite fair. He's always quite fair, Ian, right? Isn't he? Considering yeah. he's like Guna Ledge, mm. he's actually um, he's actually very fair to us, and he always like kind of big bigs us up. He's got it's weird. He's got some sort of like soft spot for us, which means that I sort of quite like him, which is probably a bad thing to admit, but I do. Yeah, do I quite like him it? too. Uh, Draft all, he says. Me too, a pig. I've met him. I've literally spent an hour talk, like interviewing him for work previously, and you can't not getting off with him by the sounds of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't so ridiculous. It's <laughs> stupid to suggest that, Ricky. So aggressive, getting off with him by the sounds of it. Um, no, I wasn't getting off with him. I was interviewing him, and. Um, and he, he's, like, he's just a nice bloke and he's fair anyway um, Draft always says rank the following five players who you'd like to see get most minutes either as starters or from the bench tomorrow Brian okay. Hill Lacelso, Bentancourt Brennan Johnson or Jamie Donnelly she yeah um, I just thought tomorrow I was like what, are we playing tomorrow you haven't I just thought it's fucking Friday tomorrow we've got Palace what the fuck flies by too much, too too many games. Too much for too don't many like games. It. Don't like too it. many. Didn't sign too up for many. this. Yeah. <laughs> then ten days. Too many midweek. Um, I uh, Kulusevski's played every minute of every game pretty much, hasn't he? I see. A, I, I see. A, so, yeah. I see a world where Brennan Johnson gets some minutes, gets significant minutes, or Kulusevski goes into midfield with Madison gets hooked, and Brennan Johnson plays on the right. I can't. I did. We did a podcast um, on Patreon, and we talked at length about Jamie Donnelly and whether or not he'd be involved he's it would be like he's 10 or through the middle he's played up top as a 10 I think it's only Madison that he'd probably be able to take over from so if you have options like LaCelso and Brendan Johnson on the bench he probably doesn't get seen Brian Hill on the left that'd be interesting back from injury hasn't played for months and months and months what do you think John? I feel like um as much as I'm not a big fan of his, but I, we need an option for Madison. And I know we've been talking about Benson Cora potentially doing that, but I think this game is too early for him. So Lacelso as an option, um, I wouldn't mind seeing him getting some more minutes because, you know, even I'm prepared to give him a bit more time than just coming on against Fulham when there's been loads of substitutions. It, it's it's hard to look good in in that scenario. He needs more time um, to see if he can work in this system. So I wouldn't mind seeing him get some time, and definitely Brennan Johnson. I think. Um, 
It's difficult, isn't it? Because I think Kulisewski's been like low key, sort of brilliant. Again, it's a bit different to what we expect from him in terms of like cutting in and banging him in the top bins. It's been a bit more workmanlike. But I think again, he's another one a bit like Sar. has been sort of crucial to the way we've been playing. So it's going to be interesting. Does he want to play on the left? Because I think most of his career has been played on the right, like a right-footed right winger. And then that would leave Brian Hill as sort of, I think he's been most of his career, aside from playing for us, as a left-footed left winger, which would then mean maybe like Richie down the middle um, as an option if you changed it that way, which wouldn't be the worst because he's only ever scored with his head in the Premier League for us, I think. So, yeah, I could see those options. Depends. It just completely depends on um, how the game's going. Right, like if we've got more time and we're three 0 up, then I'd like to see some changes and actually like see, um, you know, some players coming in. But it depends if the game's tight. I don't think we need to um, change too much just to get players minutes, um, given that we haven't got another game for ages. Yeah, anything to add? There? I think it's I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting that we've got that many mm. players uh, that are experienced and that can actually. Uh, add something coming off the bench. I mean, I, I'm I'm not in a world where on 65 minutes we have a treble substitution and all three of them come on. That I do not want to see. But one of them coming on on 75, 80 minutes just to see how well that they are integrating with the team, how well that they've understood what they're what they're supposed to be doing within training. Uh, it's it's, it's all positives, man. All positives. Um, I don't think there's anyone that I would um, favour out of the other. But um, I am quite interested to see what Donnelly's like. I mean, like, it's if he's going to be this natural replacement. Yeah, yeah, but exactly. But he, he's had rave reviews from uh, the, the U team and he's the closest that uh, we've got to Madison. So did Thomas. So I quite... So well, Troy, Troy I'd, I'd like to see it. Why not? Let's 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 roll the dice. It's not, you do it, yeah. FA Cup, FA Cup. Let's wait for the FA Cup and do it. We don't need to see. Right, it, right, we don't okay. need to see it this season. This experiment to satisfy your curiosity, Rick. So we've got a title. Just why now? Here. Why this game? That's <laughs> yeah. like that's my. Go, if you want to yeah. see how good he is, go and fucking watch the under twenty ones. He plays every week. Yeah, don't imagine Celso. No. <laughs> Celso's going to Ange, going. Oh, you know, am I going to get some? Going to get some minutes? He goes. Oh no, Ricky wants to see Donnelly. So yeah. sorry about that. Yeah, shut get up. Back, get back. I understand. That's what he'll say. Yeah. Oh, what top G? Oh yeah, top G. Top says G. That, yeah. Is that? <laughs> oh, is that that guy who was um, sucking that guy's dick to get the snake venom out? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Fair enough. He's a hero. He's <laughs> a. It saved a man. It saved a man in front of his kids. Should clap him at six o'clock. Um, Neighborhood <laughs> Optimist says, has anyone on the pod felt, felt the same way while watching the game where the pessimism of the last few seasons starts coming in? And you have to remind yourself that this is the new Spurs. For example, during the Fulham game, there was a moment where we had a ball in our own box and I was sure that we were going to concede like we did under Conte or Mourinho. But instead, the ball reached to Romero, Romero uh, who took it to the opposition box and placed a beautiful pass to Kulisevsky. I'm I, I'm really comfortable comfortable with where we're at now, and, and the PTSD that I've I thought that I had that I would never get rid of from Conte's football has well and truly gone. I'm super comfortable with the way Spurs play. I don't know how you boys feel. I am, but there's still a bit of me that when we're playing it round at the back and we're closest to our corner flag, 
and we're still trying to do triangles to, to, to move the ball and progress it forward, that there is still part of me that will never, ever go, clear your fucking lines, Even if stick you're, it in Roseanne. Scre- just just like, screaming it inside, but never say it. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> there is there is a bit of me that's still like that. Then, within seconds, they do exactly what they're supposed to do and progress it well. And then they find someone in the middle and then off they go. And I'm like, why was I even worried? But um, yeah, no, I, I am getting more and more comfortable. It's hard though. It's hard because when you have been playing like that and then under Conte and then there were players that were less comfortable uh, when they're being pressed uh, and they're not as technical and we were losing balls and we were conceding. Like, I don't know. It's just um, you do think of the worst. John, yeah, I'm I'm always optimistic, and I was so I was so ready to to move on um, from the whole Conte era that I was just ready for this. So I'm like prepared to embrace uh, even things that might seem challenging. Like Rick says, there's still a, a Sunday league footballer in me going, just fucking bang it long, mate. Just just clear it. What are you doing? You're under pressure. Just smash it. And then we did it once. I think Joyberg hooked a ball up the line, like smashed it clear because he was under pressure, and was the only time he shouted in the whole game. And it went up the pitch. It didn't stick to anyone. It just went to them. And then they had the ball for ages, Fulham. And the guy next to me was going, oh, we're giving the ball away. And I was thinking, yeah, but you were just shouting, clear it. And this is exactly the point, isn't it? If you don't just bang it long, you don't give them possession, it, it seems more stressful. But if you keep possession, then it's harder for them to, to score. So he grabbed him by his fucking throat, John. Yeah. You fucking yeah, said clear it. Now you're saying we ain't got a possession. Yeah, I hope you don't get bitten by a snake. I ain't sucking your cock now, boy. Ricky ain't nowhere to be seen. He's not even here tonight. Yeah. Back in Ron He's not even here tonight. Yeah, you're going to so die. Good luck with that. You're going to die, right? Poison's going to go dive. through your dick to your heart and you'll be dead because Ricky's not here. <laughs> in front of your kids. Because <laughs> you want to fucking clear it. You idiot. So, yeah. Good. Have it, yeah. So, yeah, I'm positive about it. Just fucking deal with it. You, you know, you're adults. You, you're in control of your emotions. Just... Just go, if you feel like, oh no, I'm, I'm pessimistic, just go, don't be pessimistic anymore. Think about it. Just be positive. Flav how, how do you, Flav, how do you feel about it? You, you were a, a bit old school like me of, of, of the, the clearer era. Are you, are you more comfortable with how we're, we're playing, playing yeah. the ball from, from out of the back and then when we get into these tricky positions to continue to play that way? I've accepted the fact that that's what's going to happen. So if you know that that is what's going to happen regardless of the situation, then you accept it. And if you concede, you accept that's the way it is. That's the way I feel. But I, bearing in mind, I've had fucking two or three years watching football and my dad review all him saying five or six times a game, I'm sick of all this playing it around the back shit. Why don't we just <laughs> kick it long a couple of times? And I'm like, I've tried so hard to convince him that this is, regardless of whether or not you're right or wrong, Dad, this is the way we're going to play. And we cannot have this conversation every time we watch football because I'll stop coming. Right? I'm not talking about this ever again. They're playing it out from the back. That is the way it is. Just shut the fuck up. Um, And um, I've said it so much that I think I've convinced myself that that is the truth. And therefore, I'm fine with it, really. I don't, I, I don't, I'm touching wood, right? I'm not court could do we haven't really been look, even looked like conceding from fucking up at the back yet and a couple of times we had it where against Fulham where Vicario placed a couple of dodgy passes there was never re- any real danger and we've looked comfortable under to- you know lots of pressure certainly at the Emirates and so if 
for the vast majority of the season, we look comfortable playing that way. And there's maybe one or two goals conceded. But in that time, we've gained thousands and thousands of percent of possession. Then fucking obviously makes complete sense. And plus, what he's trying to do is draw. Have you noticed that Romero takes the ball and he'll stop? I don't know if you noticed that against the yeah. Fulham game. He's, he will stop and he won't play. And he's just waiting to see if Fulham are, are going to commit and try and close him down. And it's almost like, I don't know what, obviously, I don't know what Postacoglu said to these players, but it's like the, they're allowing the Fulham players to stick close to them so that if these players, if they if it looks like to Fulham that, that, that the, play, the, the passing lanes are shut down or these players where he could pass to are marked, there's nowhere for him to go. He gets chased down by the number nine or whatever it might be. Our defenders move and suddenly there's space and they're out of shape and we can start to build. That's much better than just pumping it at fucking Belize's nut or wherever it might be. Like, so I'd much rather see that <laughs> than smashing it long. So yeah, I'm well on board of it, Rick, to answer your question. Uh, a couple more and then we'll finish. Uh, one from Zeus here. Similar situation to the girl and her dad in the glory hole in Amsterdam. Do you know why I knew that was bullshit? Because I've been to Amsterdam loads and I've never seen one of those glory holes you could go in and get your sick dicks up. Nah, I, yeah. Where is I, that? I've never where seen is it, that? So... Where is that? Where, where do you, where, where do you find know. that? I don't know. Lies. Is it, is it lies? Are you sure? Because I want to know where it is. No, I've, I've, I've never seen it. Never, try, never try googling it. it it's not there isn't i can't if anyone knows let dm me where it is precisely I'm going next year um gonna go yeah I'll, I'll leave it that's a joke i'll leave, <laughs> I'll leave if you're listening it's a joke it's a joke i'm not, I'm not gonna go and glory home and get my dick sucked by, by a man or a woman okay with threats to our nation waiting around every corner adaptability is more important than ever when conditions change without notice Quick strategic thinking is crucial, and with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown, and through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Um... I'll I'll do the sucking if anything. Thank you. Is that is that better? <laughs> is that better or worse? If you're this, but I mean, yeah, but either point. way, it's uh, infidelity. So mm, adultery. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which player would you uh, be the most disappointed to see when the window unfogs? <laughs> I go straight to Richarlison, uh, but I don't know why. Ah, uh, God, who would I be most disappointed by? Who's the youngest? Because I think like, that'd just be yeah. gross, wouldn't it? Jack- uh, Donnelly's what is he yeah. like eighteen? Yeah, we no, we're bordering on fucking that that's that you can catch a case. Let's just let's just stay in the first team, please. <laughs> no, he's in the first team. He's he's eighteen. I'm just saying that that's I, that would freak me out, wouldn't it? Because if you know, if it's someone that's like roughly my own age, that's still, you know, a bit bit shocking for me as a heterosexual male, but at least I'd be like, oh, well, you know, we're two, two adults. Oh, oh, well, we're the same age. <laughs> yeah, we're the same age. It's fine, isn't it? But when they're young, then it's a bit like, oh, that's, that seems like doubly... Is Brad Friedel still on staff? 
Is he around? Is he still milling about the club? Nah. I, I'd nah, go with that no big, way. bald security geezer. The massive bloke. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a roid head, so he probably has a little willy. I'd go with that. <laughs> Why is that better, necessarily? What, a little willy you and you smashed cut? to bits by a big willy? And bearing these athletes. Well, I love that's the only two options. No one, no one can just have a normal, like, just average-sized dick. You, you can only gobble on a fucking absolute in, in weapon. The Spurs, in the, tiny little thing. In the Spurs squad is made up of solely of massive dicks and little dicks. There's no one that's in the they, changing room with a normal-sized penis. They're just that's they, massive wangs or tiny little tiddlers. That's how they separate the five-a-side games. It's big dicks versus little dicks. Let's go. Uh, Buddy says to save your life would you choose who would you choose to pee on your foot so this is Buddy got stung by a fish or something wasn't it and he's he got his missus to piss on him to alleviate the pain I don't see the big deal anyone would do that for them yeah. I would rather piss in a bucket or a cup I wouldn't I wouldn't want to piss on her if I had the choice Let's save the environment. It's a waste of plastic, Flav. What are you doing? Well, I, I would Correct. recycle the plastic after. I wouldn't just chuck it in the sea, would I? What, what are you using it for next time you get stung by something? Wait a bit. Put the venom in from after you get bitten in the knob. Something to spit it in, isn't it? Cheerios, isn't it? Okay. <laughs> All right, final question is... Uh... Oh, actually, no, I've got two more because we'll ask that one as well. Hang on, just quickly, just quickly. I saw this earlier and someone just put Courtney Cox... <laughs> which really made me laugh because it's like there was no like comedy joke there was no like in joke <laughs> they just said it's like a, a used to be fairly fit celebrity from the 90s that's a reply it really made question. me laugh Courtney. yeah <laughs> Courtney, Courtney Cox <laughs> it Weird. just really fucking cracked me up she was the most like, attractive what? to me out of all the friends yeah same she was she yeah was I liked hot. her yeah. Um, yeah right well whoever put Courtney Cox you keep on hilarious uh, well done, yeah. to Trunk says instead of posing like bouncers for photos can you two recreate the scene from the second Ace Ventura film where Jim Carrey climbs out of a rhino's ass? <laughs> that'd be Ricky climbing out of John's ass. I'd love to see that you see Mark, yeah. Mark's Mark, Mark's response was definitely uh, yeah I want to see John climbing out of Ricky's ass. that'd definitely be the funniest scenario <laughs> of combinations <laughs> Ricky just going ah Ah! <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking hell. All right, that'll do. Ollie Whiteford, finish off with this. Is what takes longer to dry a rival fan's tears or John Bass after a shower? <laughs> it takes me ages, to be fair. <laughs> You've got it so much hair on your body. Oh, mate. It's well annoying. It must be when so annoying. Talking... Oh, mate, it's long. It, honestly, it's so long. John's effectively and... got a suit under his clothes, a bear suit. Yeah, like... A jumper and then like you know like tracksuit do, do you do you have to dry yourself with a hairdryer no i heard um lee on the patreon pod on yeah. the other pod which yeah. is everything but spurs was talking about his like drying regime and he was talking about yeah the fucking hair dryer and talcum powder and i'm like nah mate like, that seems a bit mental to me you're getting rid of your natural oils and essences and yeah. shit and yeah, pheromones and all that shit i haven't seen Don't talcum powder since the late 80s yeah, same. I, I just thought it was a prop for movies. Like, I don't think it was a real thing. I don't I know what it's like for. To... I don't yeah. know what, what why someone would use talcum powder. It smells quite it's weird, nice. It? it just reminds me of my nan. Mm. There's a guy I used to play it's football like, with. She, she, she's f f bunging loads of talcum powder over me when I was a kid. Fucking 10 minutes ago, she'd been bunging it all over her beef and onions. 
<laughs> there was a <laughs> suet. It was suet. That's what it was, Flav. Um, there was a geezer I used to play football with who definitely would have been on the big dick team at Tottenham. He had a massive piece, and after football in the change room, he'd get talcum powder and he'd put it in his hands and he'd like flower it up like a fucking rolling pin. He'd just he'd stand there like legs akimbo and he'd dangle between his legs and he'd just be rolling it with fucking talcum what, powder for a lot. No, to dry his dick, <laughs> presumably. But I was just like, maybe, ah. maybe that's what made it big. Yeah, maybe, maybe the ingredients that we didn't know. Have you ever gone That's into a, like a one night stand and give it a flick before starting? Just because, because like obviously the be the the kind of position you want to be in is that you don't want to look super excited, like i.e. rock hard. The minute she sees your dick, or he mm. sees your dick, whatever you fancy, right? What you want is a slight lob on. That's that is prime. So in order to get a slight lob on, give it a little flick beforehand. No, just me. Come on, boy. Get going. No, I will. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'd be, uh, be fully full, full mask straight full away. Mask. Yeah, 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 full mask. Yeah, she, she, she would just say hi, and that be it. Full mask straight away. <laughs> Ricky's it. just horizontal, fucking only socks left on, and he's just fucking, <laughs> yeah, his dick's there. Rick, have you have you ever had trouble ever getting or sustaining an erection, Rick? Because we are of the age now. No. This is important. No, right? No, it is an important thing for us men to be talking about now the fighting court we need to grow up a little bit right and understand that mm. the fighting point is nearly 13 years old and the things we need to talk about the men listen to this need to that might want to talk about and and impotency or erectile dysfunction is very common and i just want to know if you've ever suffered from it rick no and i i, I think to to the grave you'll be able to like hang a wet towel off it <laughs> you know like it there, there is just no I don't know what's wrong with it. There is there probably something is wrong with it. I don't know why it's like that. It's just up all the time. Do you know, do you know that's, that, that's, that's a sign of strong testosterone? Yeah, virile. Virile. Uh, yeah. Yeah, proper. Real man. You ever got, a, you, you ever got an erection at Spurs, Rick? <laughs> no, not, not, not during a game. No, no. That's a shame. That is a shame. I wonder how many erections there are at any one time of men watching the football. Like in the stadium, if there's anyone in that stadium who's got like just standing there with a full stonk on. So I, I don't know if I've ever told you this before. But I, had this, I, I had this idea once for like maybe it could be a film, but I had this idea that basically when you die, you go to this like waiting room, and basically before you go to heaven or hell, wherever you're going, they go right. This is you've got like an hour's worth of time, and we can give you any stat you want to know, like literally anything. Like you can say how much piss have I produced, and we can give it to you in any metric you want. And you, you could ask them stuff like that. You could say, you know, has, have I been in a room with one of my friends and they've had a boner and I didn't know? And then they go, yeah, yeah this happened good. on six occasions. And you go, cool. Can I? go to that event and then you can see it through you know pov of each person in the room's eyes a bit like you know mm. um to watch it every uh, every time. show yeah and we watch it so <laughs> like you think about all the funny things you could ask for like you know how much shit you've produced in your in your lifetime how many wanks you've had um how much jizz you've produced and like imagine you could watch after every one night stand you had you could watch half an hour after you left the room <laughs> what they thought oh like they could, god you know, that was just I think be crushing you don't want to know this shit You'd like it, but you're dead anyway. This dead, right? And this, I know you're dead, and you, you. This is just you're just getting a review of your whole life in numbers, basically. Be quite. Um, I'd just go. How many... so you could find out? Yeah, that would be good. How many times have I not won out in my life? That would be my first one. But that's what you want to know. Yeah, you can yeah. ask anything about your life. How many times? Well, well, actually, hang on. If I've done it seven times a week, times 
365. Yeah, but it's only, yeah. Times, yeah, 40. <laughs> On Christmas Day, you absolute animal. <laughs> No, 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 I mean, it might, there might have been a day where I've done a couple. I don't remember ever having a wank on Christmas Day. I think it feels a bit out of order because like, all the family's here to look, and you're upstairs just fucking pleasuring yourself. You can't yeah, keep your just... hand off your own cock for five minutes while the family are around. <laughs> <laughs> You've got to go upstairs to the toilet and knock one out on your own in, the, in your toilet. Yeah. You your presence animal. weren't enough. Yeah, well, <laughs> your presence weren't enough. You're throwing yourself to a The whole family are there. Everyone's there to enjoy a good fucking family day, and you've nipped off for a quick wank. What kind of fucking <laughs> animal does that? So many uh, social, cho- think- social chocolates as well. Your fingers are all up in that mess. Fucking Thinking about it now, I know exactly what I'm going to do on Christmas Day. Just, just to just get the monkey off my back for that. One. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think I've ever done it. Can you? That's actually a good point. Imagine. Uh, wonder if you could work out. Have you actually had a wank on every day of the calendar, like in your life? Like, have Easy. you actually hit one per three yeah. six five? Well, if you haven't done Christmas Day ever in your life, then you haven't. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, you yeah actually of course. Yeah, no, 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 December. Of course not. So, no, obviously. Well, obviously not. But could we? Could okay. we do it at Christmas? So based on the quick math I just done, right? Okay. 365 <laughs> days imagine you've had set one a day on average sometimes if i'm feeling yeah no i don't yeah all right let's just say if there was an average of one a day throughout my entire life yeah. times 42 but when you didn't start wanking the day you were born so it can't be yeah but 42, it, it, in my teenage years i was like fucking ridiculous oh right? so you're we leveling that out okay, Do you remember when you used to first found out you're like oh my god what's this all about oh man it was and like, amazing fucking, you do it and you're like well I'll do that again do that again do that again and you're, and you're literally like half an hour into the day yeah <laughs> I don't know what's more sore my hand on my dick at that point <laughs> uh, 15,330 wanks apparently wow oh that is rookie numbers rookie numbers mate yeah. 15,000 that's that's a lot of waste how much cum is that anyway let's leave it <laughs> well yeah look if someone wants to do the maths if they could work out the average amount in milliliters of cum produced by men times it by what is it 15,000 let us know because I'd, I'd love to know I'm fascinated to be honest average amount then multiply that by snake venom and we've got ejaculate yeah, <laughs> average yeah all, all your all, all your answers at flav with, with the hashtag cum alright <laughs> <laughs> your answers <laughs> Uh, right, okay, I've got your answer. Uh, 3.7 <laughs> milliliters of cum in an average shoot. Jesus. Okay. So times that. Times that by 50,000. 3.7. And then yeah. see if you can work out how much so of an Olympic You're talking about 56,721 milliliters of cum in my life. Okay. How many pints? Is how many How many? Yeah, how many pints? And then work out how many pints you can get in an Olympic swimming pool, and then we're getting somewhere. <laughs> Getting to the real. This is, this is by far one of the maddest pods we've done in years. <laughs> Hang on, need to work this out now. How many pints, John? You help me work this out, right? Because I, so there's fifty six thousand seven hundred twenty one milliliters of come in a life, right? How many times can you fit? How many pints can that fit into? How do you find that out? Um, how many milliliters in a pint, and then do the conversion? Isn't five hundred? Five hundred. How many times is five hundred? How many times <laughs> does 500 fit into, what is it, was it 57, say 57,000? It's going to be, this is huge, huge moment. Uh, I don't know. 
doesn't it hasn't just well, given, you, it hasn't given me the answer loads do, do it the other way around divided by 500 anyway um imagine though you've, you've gone in there and you've got an hour and these are these are the questions you're asking not not how are my loved ones getting on um what what will my kids jobs be when they grow up nothing like that it's just how much cum am i going to produce <laughs> my, how much cum have i produced it's and how many it's 100 convert into pints yeah 114 pints <laughs> Doesn't sound that many, to be honest. No. I reckon if we started now till till we died, we we could get there. Yeah, you could drink that Doable. in a week if you really went at it. I think your mum has. <laughs> <laughs> right, that's the fine cop podcast. Thank you very much. Cheers, Vicky. Cheers, John. Uh, we'll see you Cheers. on Monday. <laughs> Network.